Hello, podcast community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Tonight, we're going to have episode 13. Michelle and I are going to continue the top 50 tips for people dating over 50. So hopefully you're sitting back and listening and will enjoy the show. Hello, Wisdom community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast. This will be episode 13. We got so entrenched in talking about these dating tips for people over 50 that we only made it about through 20 of them. So we're going to be starting at number 21. I'm waiting for my co-host, Michelle, to come on board, and she should be here any minute now. And so we're just going to be in a little bit of a holding pattern until she gets to be live. Oh, I see she already popped up. So that is good news. So hold on. Hello? Hello? Okay. There oh, you are. there we go. Hey. That's much better. Happy so, Monday. Well, you know what I did is I went and I hit the mute button and then I unmuted it. And then the next thing you know, so. Interesting. Kind of a strange glitch. What's interesting is that if you pull down your settings on your iPhone, when you're live on the Wisdom app, it gives you a choice of different types of uh, voice. I have it set at standard, and then it has voice isolation and wide spectrum. I don't really want to mess with that, considering that it seems like the audio through the Wisdom app is already pretty good. Mm, Yeah. Um, I seem to be pretty happy with it. Yeah, I hear a little background noise, though. Did you take your Wi-Fi off? I did. Yeah, me too. And my my Bluetooth. (laughs) Oh, I have my Bluetooth on so I can use my headphones. Well, um, that that makes perfect sense. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Actually, I was thinking about doing that, um, but if I did that, then the Bluetooth would want to use the microphone built onto the headphones, and I don't know how good the headphones are. Mm. for that actually i see i still i still see a lot of people major network television when they're doing you know little zoom zoom calls on cnn they're still using those original apple uh ear pods the ones that plug in yeah there's probably a little less interference with those less interference you got you've got a direct you're directly plugged into your device so that it's a little bit uh, simpler and clearer. Yeah, I, I have um, I have the pros on right now, but I sometimes will still use the other ones. So anyway, let's I I, let's start I I this gave, thing rolling. I think I gave all mine away. All the old no, wired, all always, the old wired ones. Always save one of each input. Don't forget that. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last week we were going through uh, the dating tips for people over 50, and there's actually 50 of them. I don't know if we're going to get through all 50. Uh, we got through 1 through 20 uh, Did last week. Did we talk week. about trash-talking your ex? I don't remember talking about that. Yeah, like, I actually yeah. went back and I listened to the end of okay. episode 11, and then the last one I did was about six, seven minutes ago was number 20. So, gotcha. So, we, we, yeah, uh, never. We don't tra- need to rehash that then. <laughs> yeah, I think I think 
putting your leaving your ex out of the conversation when you're dating someone new is absolutely a must have. I mean, the last thing anyone wants to hear on a first date is how terrible the last person you dated or the last person you were married to or engaged to or whatever it is. Yeah. If that's the yeah, topic that's a, of conversation. Yeah, definitely that's- a turnoff. I remember my bestie, she went out on one online date. I think we talked about this before. Sounds like Maria guy, almost. The guy with the tooth. <laughs> and it was like one of the first questions out of his mouth was, so what happened in your, in your marriage? like really how about we just focus on are we compatible at all so anyway yeah, all right had, let's I've go had the, i've had the exact same thing happen they're like no no tell me tell me what happened in your marriage i'm like that's not a first date conversation no seriously i mean how that's, about that's before like we 10, even get there let's even like see if i want to spend maybe. the next five minutes with you <laughs> Well, I've I've had that same date too, where someone is just rehashing the person that they were dating, uh, you know, recently, and it's just like, okay, uh, don't really want to oh. hear about it. Yeah, and you know, it'd be really funny in one of these episodes. We have to talk about like what happens when you show up for your date. I know I'm getting off topic here, but Not we really. need to make a mental note of this. What happens when you show up for your first date and you? You sit down with the person and you're just like, oh my gosh, how the heck do I get myself out of this? Like, obviously, I, when I, obviously when I swiped right, <laughs> I was, I, I should have put my glasses on. Or something. And then, you know, I always said, so one of my friends out here, she was going on these um, dates on spiritual singles, which was interesting. Um, and I I said, listen, talk, if, if you need me to call you in the middle of your date, like text me when you get there in the first five minutes and give me a, I think I'm okay. And, you know, if you need to exit for any reason, just shoot me a text, just get up, go to the bathroom, shoot me a text and say, come save me, come save me out of this. <laughs> I remember one time going, uh, she was like, Do you think you and Kyle would want to come out to this bar where we are? And I said, Well, what's going on? And and she goes, Oh, it's it's like a grateful dead tribute band. I said, I can guarantee you my son will not want to come. So how about plan B is you get up, go to the bathroom, send me a text or call me and say, get me out of here. That's a good thing. It's pretty you, funny. And then she yeah. found out the guy was living in a van. We have to have her on. That was priceless. Wait, wait. The guy she was dating was living in a van? It was first date. He was, <laughs> I think he was a professor and he lived in a van. Yes. Spiritual did singles. Have, now, did the Woo-hoo. van have uh, free Wi-Fi? I mean, that could have been. <laughs> I mean, the, if, he got, if, if the van came with free Wi-Fi, that might have been a reason to stay. Because, you know, free Wi-Fi is a good thing. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I, I say my next downsize is going to be a Sprinter van. So I might be that girl in the uh, in the van, living in the van. There, there was a guy at Sunset Beach uh, where I had, some of my friends still live. And that's all this guy did. The guy surfed and then he retrofitted Sprinter vans. 
and he would have two, three Sprinter vans at any given time parked in front of his place. And that's all he did is just retrofit them to, to the cut. They just buy them empty and he just, he just make it to what they wanted. I mean, the guy, hey. had, a great, the guy had a great business. Uh, I'm for that. There's something yeah. to living a more simple life. I just, my problem with my van is I would have to tow four bikes. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, <four laughs> yeah. Well, that's the only bad thing about being, it's a good and a bad thing. The only bad thing about being active is that you ha- end up with a lot of stuff. Right? It's and like, because every, every activity's got special shoes. You got to have a helmet. You got jerseys. You got kits for cycling and like, okay, running. You got to. You know, it's like, uh, it just keeps going on and on and on. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm All always right, amazed at those people that, that have like the, the bare minimum at their house. It's like. Someday that's going to be me. Although okay. I was at, I was at Lululemon yesterday and I'm trying on this jacket that was on clearance. And I'm like, I, I really don't need this. Why am I, why is you know, this in my But it's on right clearance. Now? It's on clearance. <laughs> so it might be such a great deal that you. You know, you have to get it. It's like when the REI has the parking lot sale, which is mostly returns. It's right. There, you show up at the parking lot sale, and there's like a line around the building. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, Mike, you know, it's like, it's just something very inherent with Americans. Like, if it's a really good deal, it's like, I got to go and check it out at a minimum. Well, you know, just might be that this one goes with a better pair of black um leggings <laughs> oh my god i had one you know. real fast i had one friend and she had matching golf bags to her outfits oh that's a little much yeah she had like 10 different colored golf bags and i wow. was i was just like that is crazy that is that absolutely is crazy. crazy okay oh let's do gosh. number 20 we're, we had done 21 20. yeah we're gonna do 21 Let's roll. Let's Respond roll. to messages in a timely manner. Even if you're not the most tech savvy person, it pays to follow some basic etiquette rules when online dating, including responding to messages in a timely manner. While it may not seem like much time to you, the online dating world moves fast. So if you haven't written back to someone in a few days, they'll likely assume you're not interested. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I know we've talked about how you did the month-long version and I would choose the six-month-long version or option of payment and I mean there were just days where I just couldn't get on there so I mean I don't know that 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 is necessarily a hundred percent true well that that's what that's what happened that's what that's what's happened many times is when you meet some when you send someone a message you know it goes back to my thing about subscribers you know, it's like you send a message and then maybe they're at the end of their subscription and then all of a sudden they disappear. It's like, well, they decided not to re-up so they can't really communicate with you. But I think when it's talking about tech savvy, I think it might be moving. You've moved past the introductions and messages. Maybe you're actually talking and texting. There's, I think there's a good and a bad with being super quick. Uh, with your responses, like someone hits you with a text and then you're back to them in like a minute flat. And then I think what that does is it raises a level of expectation. So every time you do that and you're very quick on your response, 
I think then that person begins to, well, first off, the person goes, wow, they responded really quickly. That's nice. But then yeah. they have a, they start having an expectation that, oh, that's the way you are all the time. Mm-hmm. So that if they shoot you a text and they don't hear back from you for hours, they're like, God, what's going on? And it, right. and I it call t- that text, texting Tourette's. And I used to have that, but I am learning that I, I have to, do you know that little focus thing on your yeah. phone? Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to use that because I've been using I, it. I can't, um, I do. I have texting Tourette's. So it's well, like, I, eh, you flinch <laughs> when someone well, sends you a text message. It's, it's that dope. It's that dopamine hit that they're talking about every time I know. your phone beeps or chimes. I mean, anytime I, I download an app and it says, oh, do you want us to send notifications? It's like, no, like, don't send me, don't send me notifications. I already get too I many. I don't need one more distraction. Yeah, I don't need. Unless it's a yeah. work-related thing. Yeah, I, I don't need a notification from the Lowe's or Home Depot app. It's like, it's <laughs> no. not that important, sure. you know, but I think texting back in a timely manner is, is important if you've kind of gotten to a different place in your relationship. I mean, for me, if I texted someone and they texted me back the next day and say, we haven't even really gone on a date mm. to me, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't, we haven't really established any ground rules. And I always think of it like this. I'm just assuming that they're busy because I know I'm busy. Yeah. And so if they don't text me back for a day, it's like, that's, that's just a common thing that happens with everyone day to day. I mean, people prioritize and triage like what's important. The guy Absolutely. that she, the guy whose profile she read, who's got dimples and she thinks he's kind of cute. He's not, he's not a priority yet. Yeah. You know, but you get, Agreed. you know, you get a half a dozen dates in and then that whole responding to text messages takes on uh, a little bit different meaning. True. True story. All right. Number 22, look up your prospective dates online before meeting. Before you agree to meet someone you meet online, look them up first. Even a cursory Google search can bring up everything from their work information to their mugshot. Always better to be safe than sorry. You know, it was really funny. I didn't realize that if you Google somebody's phone number, you can get a crap ton of information. Yes. So I have to laugh at people who are like, oh, I don't, I don't like sharing any personal information on the internet. I'm like, well, I hope everything that you own is unlisted because anymore today, you're, you're out there. So, Well, you know what's interesting is that some of the online dating sites have just your first name. Yeah. But some of them, like for you and I on like fitness singles, they right. – they have a moniker, you know, I think mine's like SoCal writer or something like that. And so, and what people are very used to doing is when they have kind of an odd or a unique moniker, you know, or an AKA, they use it it over and over on every website, whether it's Pinterest or Tumblr or face, you know, they, they'll reference some moniker. And so if someone has a moniker on their profile, you know, like, like for you, like, Oh, Michelle, Michelle at the beach or something like that. 
I think mine were all different for every site that I was on. I think from I was a se- from a security was, standpoint. That's very yeah. good. I was like Mama D, second time's a charm. <laughs> no, I mean actually, from a security standpoint and keeping your anonymity, that is actually a very important piece of the puzzle, because yeah. if if a if a website allows you to create a unique username outside of just your first name, mm-hmm. people are creatures of habit. Yeah, and, it's true. And and I've seen oh like an odd, you know, AKA on a website, and I've double clicked on it, right click, done a Google search, and it's like whoosh. There's their Pinterest. There's their Tumblr. There's everything. It's like oh look, that's them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I. For me, I didn't I didn't even think of it when I was creating each of the profiles because I did them all at different times. Um, I was just like, oh, what am I feeling in the moment? Oh, in the moment. Oh, second time's a charm. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but, you know, I think security is important. I think Absolutely. being upfront, being upfront with who you are, where you live, how old you are. All those things are important, but those don't need to be completely given out until sometimes not even when you meet. Sometimes it's like if you're actually dating, you know, uh, one of the one of the common things that that people will do is they'll put a city that's one city over from where they live. I know women do this in particular. Yeah, I never even thought of that. So that they they keep kind of a form of anonymity. I think if you're in a small town, that's, that would be pretty key, but I mean, it's pretty, pretty tough to find. uh, I don't know. I guess you could. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit on the opposite side. And I personally feel men have to be a little more forthcoming when it comes to giving out information because Uh I tell you, every woman I've talked to who's in their 40s or 50s, even 60s, when it comes to online dating, there's like a high level of skepticism. Like, like all, you know, oh, he's like the Tinder swindler or he's like, you know, the Dirty John or he's trying to scam me or yeah. he's not being truthful. Sometimes if, if I really if I really feel a connection with someone, if, once I get to a point to where I'm talking with them, I'll give them my first and last name. Yeah. And I, and I tell them, I go, I'm one of the easiest people to find. I am one of one in the United States. I go, so if you Google my name, you will find all my social media, you know? And so feel free, feel free to peruse, or sometimes I'll just give someone my Instagram account, you know, and say, you know, feel free to look through my photos. And most yep. of the time they, they'll say, okay, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think men have to be more forthcoming that way than women, because I think for some reason, women are super skeptical. Like, I don't this know. Guy, I was on the make- other side. <clears throat> I was naive. I, I tend to be naive. I remember a girl saying to me, well, you know, who's this? who's this person you're going to meet? Did you look them up online? And I'm like, uh, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what his first and last name is? I'm like, uh, 
<laughs> well, this is the guy that had the the wrong first name up, and it, it it's his name that he had in his profile was Kyle, but his real name was Sean. And I'm like, okay, this is just really weird. I can't be calling you Kyle because that's my son's name. There's not a whole he, lot of Kyle. He was the world. guy that had, and again, this is why women are skeptical. He said, well, the reason he gave you a fake name is because he works for the federal government in top secret. No, stuff. no, 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 no. no. Well, he did guy? do that. He did do that, but he said he was just using his friends. He didn't feel like going through and setting everything up, so he just used his friend's po- profile and popped his two pictures on there. Now, maybe, maybe he's really married, and he just yeah, yeah. I mean, made anytime, some anytime BS someone, name someone up. comes up with a line of like. Oh well, yeah, that's not my real name because I, I work I work for the 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 federal government and I work I, you know my my code name is Agent Orange and I work undercover. It's like, well, the first thing is the person who's working undercover is never going to break their cover to you. It doesn't matter who in the hell you are. That's funny. <laughs> it's, 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 it doesn't work like that, right? So it's like anyone who's telling you that you know, oh, I, by the way, my name is James James Bond. It's like. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I better check and make sure my wallet's still there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, All right. number twenty three. Talk yourself up online. You may not feel as confident dating at fifty as you did at twenty five, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't let that show on your dating profile. While nobody wants to be a braggart, portraying yourself as a happy, fulfilled person, you that that's terrible grammar. You can go a long way when you're looking to meet someone new. I think talking yourself up is good. Straight out lying about how tall you are, how much money you have. You're leaning against the the brand new Mercedes S600. Those things, don't do them. Yeah, how many people do you really think actually go online that might be introverted? Do you think... That's uh, really well, because they could hide behind. They're probably the hide behind their computers. I was just going to say they're probably the ones that don't write a whole lot about themselves. I would imagine. I've had, I've had, I've had women that I've communicated with and then I've gone off, come back and then there they are again. And they send me another message. And, and my, my feeling is a, they're probably married. And they're just looking for some positive attention or B they're like super shy and introverted. And this whole process is freaking them out. Yeah. And, and the reality is someone who's really introverted, I'm probably not going to get along with them. Right. You know, that's just, that's just me. Yep. So, all right, moving on. Don't divulge any private or sensitive information. Well, we kind of already touched on that, but it says, so you met Mr. or Mrs. Wright online. Now they're asking you to deposit a check for them before you can meet in person. I mean, seriously, if any of your potential partners are asking you about sensitive issues early on in your relationship, like your finances or medical history, that's a major red flag. And a sign How much life insurance do you have? Shut <laughs> things down. I mean, seriously, are you packing? <laughs> Oh my that's god! What, that's what she said. That's what she Come on, said. You missed it. <laughs> I did. Oh anyway, that's just 
that's just common sense right there. All right, go next one. Yeah, I mean, I had I had the, the gal who said she was working on an oil rig and she's doing a million dollar deal and oh man, I'm just a little bit short. Yeah, it's like anytime you get, I I say this with all honesty, I say if you're on a dating site that's specifically catered to people who are in their forties and fifties. I'm just going to use that as an example because we're in our fifties. And as a man, if you see a dating profile pop up and she's chatting you up and she looks to be about 25 with a boatload of cleavage. And her name's Ivanka. Trust me. (laughs) She doesn't give a crap about your personality. She only wants to know. How, how gullible much, is this guy? And how can much I money get a does new, he make? Can I get no? Can I get a new iPhone out of this, or can I get him to buy me a gift card? You know, right? oh, can go buy me a gift card and send me the code. I've even had I've even had weird, weird cheap scams where they're like, you know, oh, I, I live so far away. Is there any way that you could like send me a gift card so I can buy gas so I can drive out and see you? It's like, <laughs> I just laugh and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be in the mail. Check your email in about 10 minutes. It'll be in the mail. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just anytime, anytime that person is 20 years younger than your age and they are just chatting you up like you were the most handsome, smartest. Oh my God. I love your profile. And your profile had one sentence on it. Trust me, they do not care about you. They only Absolutely. care about what they can get out of you. Yeah. The, the most common one is really interesting. So if you ever get to a point of exchanging numbers with a person like that, yeah, the first thing they'll say to them is, I have a really bad cell phone. So, you know, I saw that oh. you called, but I couldn't answer the call because... Yeah. My phone is so bad. Is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're blowing in the in the microphone. Is there any chance you can go down to the Apple Store and buy me a new phone and mail it to me? That's crazy. It, it happens, and I'm sure every day there's some guy at the Apple Store, times a thousand, buying someone a new cell phone so that they can you know chat up his new honey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead for the next one. Number 25 is important. Have your first date somewhere public. Safety is of paramount importance when it comes to dating at any age. So don't agree to have your early dates at your home. Meet somewhere public for the first few days and get to know the person you're seeing before showing them your place or going to theirs. Another thing that happens is that if, as a female, the person you're communicating with is insistent on picking you up at your home. Be very careful about that. Yeah. That's crazy that you would allow them to even meet you at your house. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's why the coffee date or, you know, coffee date or drinks is simple. It's easy. Um, I, I used to, when I first started the online dating, like five, six years ago, I used to take everyone to dinner, you know, that I was, and, and I learned like sometimes 
you're sitting down for dinner and it's like, boy, this is going to be a long hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, and actually when I first got out here in California, I was on my um, my cut, my diet cut, and I was oh, so not he- eating. I was not eating out, so I tried to make all of my dates um, either, well, actually not even coffee so much because um, – I didn't want to, I didn't want to be eating out period. Um, but I did like a hiking date. I did. And actually in retrospect, I think that probably wasn't the best thing to do because where we went hiking, I mean, isolated. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it was up there where, where some houses were in, uh, San Clemente, but you know, in hindsight, probably not the best idea. Yeah, I mean, so. if you're gonna, if you're going to plan a hiking date with someone, it's it's super easy to go on to like meet up and find a local hiking group to join and go and then, with. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 then there's going to be five or ten people there, and it's like, you know. And yeah, then, the only problem yeah. with that is then you got to make sure that every your schedules align with that hike too. True. You know, so. but I've done that. I've done that in the past where someone. Uh, asked me out on a hiking date and they said, you know, Hey, I'm part of this group and we're going on a hike. Do you want to join us? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. It's because they knew the people within that community and I'm almost positive that they knew that she, you know, Oh, she's bringing this guy that she's kind of interested in, you know, it's all good, you know? And then sometimes if, if things don't work out with them, sometimes you meet new people within that community and it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, the the biggest part that people don't get. It's it's okay if you meet someone and there's not chemistry and you're not feeling that vibe. It's okay to maintain a certain level of friendship with that person. Yeah. Or maybe even, you know, asking them, Hey, you know, I had a lot of fun with your hiking group, even though we're not seeing each other, do you mind if I come? And I'd say most likely if you ask them first. They're going to say uh-huh. yes. You yeah, know, sure. they're going to say yes. They're like, hey, you know, you're it's it's the people that just, you know, you date a few times and they kind of vanish and they ghost you and and they and then they kind of reappear. And it, it's like, yeah, then you might not get the invite. <laughs> you yes, might not get right? the invite to the hiking group after that. True. But, yeah, meeting someone in public, um, you know, and if, if they invite you to some obscure place. Like just go on Yelp and look it up, or just Google it and say, oh, yeah. "Okay, this is like okay, this is like in the downtown area. This it's going to be perfect, perfectly legit, perfectly safe." Yeah, that kind of leans into the next one. Leads into the next one. Let someone know where you'll be going. If you're meeting someone for the first time, play it safe. Let a friend or family member know where you'll be. At the very least, they can come rescue you if your date isn't just a good fit. And we kind of touched on that, but um, yeah. Even Just dropping safety. a pin, even dropping a pin to one of your friends where they can track you for a few hours is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have um, two two out of my three kids. My my uh, smart um, tech savvy boy didn't accept my <laughs> my invite <laughs> to share location, but um, what, I did that would he with have my. To, would he have to share his? Oh no! I think he accepted mine to be shared, but he didn't accept to to me for me to share his. 
Ah. So it's okay that he knows where I am. It's just not okay that I know where he is. But my daughter yeah, I see, definitely I am see like, that. look. I can see that. And my son, I mean, I used it one time um, to figure out where he was and go pick him up, which was very helpful. And then the my neighbor who went out with the spiritual singles guy too, I have I had her on uh, sharing, location sharing. So just smart. Nice. Yeah, that's a this good next question. one. This next one. It can be. Go ahead, you read it. Yeah. yeah. Number twenty-seven. Trying a new hobby. Have a hard time meeting new people. Try out a new hobby. Join a gym. Take a poetry class. Oh, pottery class. Or hit up the dog park with your canine companion. These are all great ways to meet people who share your interests. Unless I your gr- dog is Daisy. <laughs> Unless your dog is Daisy. I've actually <laughs> heard of people borrowing dogs to go to the dog. Oh park. yeah. That's a total dude move. I don't know that that's a chick move. That's yeah, borrow a dude the move. dog to go to the dog park. I've heard of that. Yes. Um, but they, yeah, the new hobby, my cousin who used to live in the Oakland area, she met her um, significant other um, after she had been divorced for quite some time uh, on a meetup hiking group out in the Oakland area. And they gotcha. are... Happily living together in Florida. So that's wonderful. I think trying yeah. a new hobby is a good thing. If, if you, this again, this has gone back to previous episodes. If you say that hiking is your number one thing and you haven't been hiking in a number of years, be straight up and honest because if, if a person thinks that you're a hiker, they might suggest an eight or a 10 mile hike. And then you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm in over my head. What the hell do I do? And I think the first thing that people will do is that they'll, they'll, they'll bail out. It, yeah. You know, I think, you know, even if hiking is, is your thing or it used to be your thing, you know, go within your limitations. Yeah. You, you know, go within okay. your limitations, you know, and Agreed. for us, you know, it's cycling, but it's like, we don't bike ride like regular people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell we don't because I was no. like, oh, how far is your ride this weekend? Oh, it's 60 miles. Ah, no big deal. It's like 60 miles. That's like so far. And it's like we're doing a quick 35 miles and people look at you like, really? Yeah. A, yeah. A quick 35. Yeah. Like on Thursday, we, 35 we, miles on a mountain bike or a beach cruiser is completely different than a quick 35 miles on a road bike. Yeah. Completely, completely different. Exactly. Oh, anyway. I want to go to number 28. Yes. Practice your flirting IRL. If you feel like your flirting skills are a bit rusty, try practicing on someone first. That doesn't mean asking out the guy who took your order at Starbucks and told you to have a nice day, <laughs> but you can and should test out a few compliments or smiling at a cute stranger to help boost your confidence and prepare you for the real thing. So no duck lips to the Starbucks <laughs> barista. Oh my god! <laughs> so I mean, let's I, talk I'll about to, wait, to, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk ahead. about duck lips in your forties, fifties, and sixties. As as a man, what is your opinion of duck lips? Think, you know I what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. I think they're rather okay. ridiculous in photos. All right. Thank you. 
Thank I mean, you. Thank you the, very the much. Duck, the ducklets in a 40 or 50 something photo is like as bad as the the bathroom selfie from the back the, the shirtless bathroom selfie. And first of all, you, girls, it gives you wrinkles when you pucker. True. <laughs> so you're gonna enhance stop, enhance stop puckering your and don't drink from a straw. Yes. Those are two major rules. Yeah, drink from a straw or eat eat bananas at the table. <laughs> too flippin' funny. Oh my oh, god. god. Well, okay. I want I want to say one quick, quick one to flirting skills. I remember Okay. And this is interesting because uh I saw this person in the wild. This is the one I was living uh, by myself in Upland and I, I went to the grocery store and there's this girl in a full cycling kit and I start ta- I just start chatting her up in the grocery store and 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 of course I said, you know, hey, I have this cycling group, you know, you should come out and ride with us. And totally flirting with her. And it I'm sure she was like very skeptical, like, mm, yeah, right. You gotta you gotta you just happen to have a bike group because I have cycling clothes on, you know, and it's, then well it was funny because then I think she looked me up on Facebook and she saw, Oh wow, this guy really does have a cycling group. And then that person, we actually never went on a date. But that person did come out and start riding with our group. You know, someone oh. that I, was, I flirted with in the wild. Does she still ride with our group? Might I? Oh, uh, she moved out of the area. Oh darn! Yeah, okay. yeah. So she, but she was super nice, super nice guy. <laughs> she used yeah. to do a lot of the night rides, and yeah, she was I, she was nice. That's what, that's what she said. No, not <laughs> that's what she said. She did, did the night rides. Oh my god! Uh, you are you are totally setting me setting me up tonight. I'm, I'm just teeing them up. You are. Te- All right. Okay. Take. I see our oh wait, up. you know what? I, I kind of like the. This would be a podcast episode. Flirting skills. I think yes. that would be a good one. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we bookmark that one. What were you going to say? Who's on? Yeah. I looked to see who is listening, and I see that our friend Leticia from the last episode is listening to it. Hi, Hello, Leticia. (laughs) You don't see Leticia? No. She's on the list. She's she's at the very top. Oh, wow. I had to refresh. There you are. Hi, Leticia. We have to talk soon. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Take more solo adventures. Is it my turn or your turn? Go ahead. All right. Being alone and being lonely don't have to be synonymous. If you want to expand your romantic horizons, try taking a solo vacation. Go to museums by yourself or just exploring the town or city you live in on your own. You never know who you might meet. Totally think that is a legit piece of advice right there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You know, up until COVID, I went to Yosemite at a minimum once a year. And COVID, Yosemite got all weird and the the park is open, the park is closed. Oh, my God, they got fires. The park is closed again. But for about a decade, I'd go to Yosemite once a year minimum. And sometimes if I was dating someone, I would take the person I was dating. But if it was a situation where 
you know, that just didn't line up with someone else's schedule, I still mm-hmm. went. I slept by myself. Yeah. And yeah. The, the nice thing about when you go by yourself is that you have your own agenda. You don't have to sit there and worry about somebody <clears throat> else, you know. And one of the years that I, I, on a whim, decided to go up to Yosemite, it ended up being the 125th anniversary of the park. And oh, cool. on a, and they had all, they had all these celebrations and things happening. And, and, and I had no idea it was 125th anniversary. I just got lucky and got a campsite for three days in a row uh, after someone canceled. And uh-huh. then there's a famous photo of a double rainbow over the valley. And the day that that happened, I was standing under it. Oh, wow. That's cool. It was amazing. And so sometimes if you allow yourself just to walk out that front door, pack your car, and just go on an adventure, amazing things will happen. Yeah. And and I've always said that about Yosemite. Yosemite has been my place. Wherever I go, magical things have happened. That is a bucket list thing for me to do. To go, go on, yeah, I got to do it. I mean, well, I would go with Daisy. Yeah, Daisy. They, 100%. They've added. They've also. I'll tell people when you go to Yosemite, don't take your road bike. Take a mountain bike. Um, Absolutely. Even though they've added like twenty miles of trails and paths around the park, there are. There's one loop I tell people. It's called the Valley Loop, and it's uh-huh. like a thirteen mile loop. And you can't do it on a road bike. You have to do it on a mountain bike. Right. Easy. It's an easy mountain bike ride. But it's like it, ta- it takes you through all these little nooks and crannies in the mm-hmm. valley. And it's it's a fantastic ride. Sounds amazing. I would yeah. take both bikes. <laughs> uh, you don't need both. Well, you, you know, you because know. the places where you would go road riding, you, you don't really want to go there. Okay. Like, I mean, we used to ride up the glacier. I mean. We would ride up to Glacier Point when I first started going there in, in the 80s. Uh huh. Man, I would not ride to Glacier Point anymore because mm. too many RVs, not enough shoulder, just RVs buzzing you for 20 miles. Yeah. It's just like not, yeah. It's like stick on the, you know, stick on the little pass and then one less bike to bring. You know, it's like the mountain bike, you're perfectly fine getting around. Yeah. So number 30, make eye contact. You don't have to play coy with every new person you meet. Make sure you're giving good eye contact to whoever you're on a date with. It'll make them feel heard, respected, and more eager to learn about you as well. I think that's in general when you're having conversation with people, make eye contact. I think that's um, a pretty simple. It's a general, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's something that young people don't do very well. Uh, but we kind of grew up in a generation, I hope, where, you know, my dad taught me, you know, look them in the eye and shake their hand firmly, you know. Right. And so. No fish, no fish handshake. No fit, no dead fish hands. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. no dead fish hands or, you know, no, you know, Donald Trump trying to yank your arm out of your socket, you know, <laughs> some weird like that. It's the a, Arnold. The, the Arnold, Arnold grip. Yeah, the Arnold grip. Yeah, don't crush their don't crush your date's hand by <laughs> showing how strong you are. Yeah, but I don't know. I might be I just, a good I thing think, for a I woman. I think making either. eye contact with someone and then just uh, 
And if you like them, you know, I think touching, when you get to a point on a first date or a second date where there's touching involved, I think you have to be a little more cautious with that. Yeah, agree. You know, because they might, they might interpret that as you're going from zero to, you're going from zero to 60, like too quick. In 3.5. In 3.5 seconds. Exactly. That's right. All right. Don't push yourself to do things you don't enjoy. Duh. Well, it's not a bad idea to try things. If you're looking to meet people, don't force yourself to do activities you already know you don't like. If you tried archery, speed dating, or marathon training and found that they weren't good fits for you, pushing yourself to continue doing them will only make you miserable and likely to meet people who don't share your interests. I mean, that's just common sense. True. Like for me, Seriously. I am a terrible ice skater. <laughs> I mean, like... I, like if someone brings up ice skating, I go, I will sit there and watch you ice skate. I go, cause for me, oh, there's some curse. weird <laughs> lack of coordination thing that happens ice skating. And I just spend my, I just spend the whole time on my butt. You're a big dude. Like, yeah. I, although listen, there's some NHL players that are six, seven and just massive, but they probably grew up on skates. They grew up on skates. Think, I don't think if I were as tall as you, I would want to be skating either. It's a no. long way to fall. Long way to fall. <clears throat> well, I think the NHL guys are like underappreciated for how freaking skillful they are. Right? I mean, I being able to move that nimbly, you know, worrying and about start getting... Start and stop on a freaking dime. Worrying about getting mowed over. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's, uh, it's impressive. Yeah. So anyway, all right. I'll do 32. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Who says you only have to date one person at a time just because you're over 50. Not every date is going to be a great match. So feel free to cast a wide net. There's no reason to feel guilty about going out with more than one person at a time before things get serious. This can be perilous though. This can be danger, danger zone. If you're if you're at a point where you're you're just interested in meeting new people, sure. But if you're like five or six dates in with someone and then you're still you still got that person on the back burner that you're kind of seeing on the sly, no good. No good. No yeah. good. I don't know. I think you got to have the the conversation to You got to have the DTR. Yes, DTR? I think you do. Otherwise, eh, anything's fair. All's, all's fair in love and war. No, I think you have to have that conversation. I do. Um, which can I mean, be uncomfortable. But I I think a lot of people, a little more in our age demographic, are looking for a serious relationship. I, I think they are. But yeah. someone... You know, like you, who's, you know, you haven't been divorced very long. You know, you, you, you're you more interested in just meeting new and interesting people. Well, and especially being out here and not knowing anybody, you know. Um, this is true. It was, it was actually, like I said, I met a, I met a good friend online that I still, a couple good friends online that I still keep in touch with. And I actually brought him into um, a cycling group. 
and he now cycles. He used to cycle all, all the time by himself. He's the one I told you that when I said, well, this was when I was in my, um, my not going out to eat phase. And uh, I'm like, listen, <laughs> yeah. let's go out to dinner. We... Let's go out to dinner. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not eating right now. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not eating out right now. Um, I would prefer to go for a bike ride since I saw you ride. And he's like, oh, yeah, I ride with the guys in the morning or tomorrow morning I'm, I'm heading out with the guys. And then I come to find out later that his ex-wife wanted to meet on a date and she showed up with her beach cruiser and a little basket and her little <laughs> coconut cup holder. And he's like on a triathlete bike. Cause that's what he used to do. So I think he was a little leery. A little oh, did he know God. that I actually was like a real rider, but that was kind of a funny story. It's a question. It's a question. Whenever I get a, I, I have a cycling group through Facebook, uh, ladies and gents cycling. If you're in Southern California, we ride most, we are based out of the Inland Empire in Claremont, but we ride down off the coast, Orange County mostly. Um, so if you're listening and you're local, you know, go ahead and hit the ladies and gents cycling group up. But yeah, yeah it's a, when, whenever I get a question from someone, you know, they want to come out and ride. The first thing I say is, I need you to know this is a road ride and you can't bring a beach cruiser. You can't bring <laughs> a hybrid. You can't bring a mountain bike. And Could they bring an e-bike though? Sure. They've, I've had okay. people bring e-bikes. Um, Anne, oh, you, you weren't on the last entry. This woman, Anne, who rides with us, she brought, she actually has a trike, uh, which is a, which is an e-bike. Um, uh-huh. and she has to use it because she has a hand injury and oh. she asked to do the century. And I was very skeptical about her doing the century. I'm kind of like, man, does the battery last that long? I was yeah. really worried because this trike has to be like 60, 70 pounds. Well, yeah, and, that's my e-bikes. Yeah. And she, and she was, she was just fine. Well, she, she must've was... been not using the pedal assist, um, high because the, they will last. Like mine has a 40 mile range if it's throttled the entire time. No, she, she was, pe- I mean, honestly, God, she was pedaling the whole time. I've, yeah. I've seriously thought about bringing, bringing mine when I've had my, my shoulder issues and riding yeah. that one, one time I might just surprise you and show up with that thing. I think, I think the e-bikes are, are a good thing, especially for someone who might have been out of the sport for a while, and they just need something to give them that impetus to get out there and ride a little bit more. Yeah, because, and a little bit of confidence, right? Yeah, especially when we hit our 50s, we have these delusions of what, how we used to be able to do it no. <laughs> 20 or 30 years ago. <laughs> delusions. Not at all. It's just, all right, uh, let's go it, on. Try dating outside your type. Even if you always had a particular type, don't be afraid to try something new when you're back on the dating scene over 50. Just because you've only dated white-collar professionals doesn't mean you won't have just as much fun with someone working in a trade. And when it comes to physical appearance, dating someone who doesn't look like your exes can be an exciting adventure in its own right. Hmm. True. You know, but it's, you know, for someone like you and I, who's athletic, I don't know if we're necessarily going to go out with uh, the guy who's goth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there has to be, (laughs) there has to be some common, 
some common interests, right? It has or to be some ground, yeah. Like you know, we had the lazy, lazy John episode. We got Dirty John and we got Lazy John. We Dirty, Dirty John. Was Lazy John, was that Maria's guy? Lazy John was the firefighter, yeah. The firefighter who liked to watch football. Which is a little scary. I mean, maybe he was just tired because of his his schedule, his rigorous schedule. I don't know. I got a good friend who's the chief in Milwaukee. And I guarantee you, he's not sitting on his butt on a Saturday or Sunday on his days off watching football. So well, that's I good. That was a. I think that was just a. Um, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Anomaly. It is. I mean, for me personally, as I've gotten older, I realize that that time is my enemy at this point, mm. and and I need to use my time uh, doing things that I like and love. Exactly. And, Sitting on the sofa watching football for three and a half hours. Yeah, if it's the Super Bowl, I'm, I'll do it. But if you know normal games, uh, I just I just have a hard time doing that. I mean, if I'm yeah. going, if I'm going, and I you know I went out with a gal and she was a a Packer fan, and uh-huh. and we went to this Green Bay Packer bar in Rancho Cucamonga, and I which was kind of crazy to me. It's like, and there's like all these crazy Green Bay Packer fans. That was actually kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, not every, not every Sunday. No, I can't do it either. Especially out here. I mean, back East when the weather's crappy, you could sit in, but I like, even when I went to watch the Penn state games, I was out at a like a rooftop and, there's lots of people around. It's more of an experience than just sitting at home and watching it. Gotcha. So, but I, so that book that I um, read in that dating group, it was called how to get a date worth keeping. That was one of um, the things was, you know, don't eliminate somebody that could be a potential suitor just because of what's written on their profile, because you just never know until you meet somebody. So. Yeah, I had this. I had this happen uh, recently. I had a friend of mine reach out to me, and she was going out with someone, and they kind of did the poof vanish, like, and you know, and she internalized it. And mm-hmm. I said, and I go, you got to understand with online dating, even though they're not on Tinder in their twenties or thirties, these people in their forties and fifties. I go, this is what I call the grass is greener theory. It's mm-hmm. like you you you're you're swiping right maybe you're matching with a couple different people and you're going out you say you're going out with my friend and the, the all of a sudden the other person's kind of piquing your interest a little bit or maybe the things with you know date date number 1 is moving way too slow for your liking and then poof they ghost you and they move on yeah, yeah. and the thing is you can go on a dating app and you can see hundreds of people in your area if you use one of the bigger dating apps like a Zeus or a Match, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it's like, but you, I think it comes down to to core values more than anything. Core yeah. values and how well you connect with that person, how well you're able to communicate with that person, and like, timing. Timing. timing, timing, timing. Absolutely. Timing is important. You have to be at the same place. You know, yeah. that's why, that's why 
I was always reluctant to go out with someone who's just separated mm-hmm. because it's yeah. like, like, man, the ink isn't even dry on your divorce. Like, are you really ready to be in kind of a serious relationship? Yeah. I would have to say, no, they're not. Well, and I think too, that also depends on how long, how long their relationship has been in the shitter, so to speak. You know, if they've been living together as roommates for, you know, four years and divorced for, or just separated, um, right. they might be more ready. But I think it's probably an individual base. Um, but yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. This one, this one's kind of a, a tricky one. Don't try to sound too young on your dating profile. You're over 50, so why are you trying to talk like a teen? Eh. That's weird. I don't think, at least I haven't seen too many dating profiles from people in their 50s where they're trying to talk like a teen. Peppering your dating profile with millennial or Gen Z catchphrases will only make you seem out of touch. I have not seen this. I do have to say, having a 25-year-old and a... 22 year old that I may spend a lot of time with. Sometimes I start saying things that they do like, Hey queen. Hi sis. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, bruh. Go bruh. Yeah. I can see, I can see your son broing you a lot. Bruh. I get that. Bruh. So no, I don't think I would write that in in a dating profile, but I do no, tend to let their I mean, them rub off on me. <laughs> well, it depends on what company you're in, right? There's certain cultures, cultures within our society, like, like the surfing culture where I'm sure there's a language all its own for all the Jeff surfers. Spicoli. Well, I don't, I say hopefully a little more mature than Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully a little more mature than Jeff Spicoli, but Actually, funny story about that. I had, um, oh my gosh, I kind of forgot about this. It must have been on Bumble. But I matched with this surfer dude. And it it was shortly after I moved here. And I remember I was going to REI because I was so cold. And my daughter's like, you don't, you don't need to bring... Um, as I'm packing, you don't need that. You don't need that. It's not cold enough for that. Well, she lives in LA. It's cold at the beach at, in the winter. And I think that fall, it was unseasonably cold. So I'm going to REI and this guy's reaching out to me and he's like, Hey, want to meet up for a drink? Um, he goes, I just, I just, I don't know. He was talking in surf talk. I just, got out of the water and whatever. Had some righteous waves. He's putting waves. his stuff together. And Had I'm some like, righteous waves. <laughs> something. I don't even know. I don't know surfer tech terminology. And I'm like, how are you? Oh, we, we lost Michelle because her hour timed out. She'll be coming back on the air in just a second. I imagine we're going to go for about another 15 or 20 minutes at the end of that 15 or 20 minutes, because that's usually when Michelle is starting to fall asleep a little bit, we're going to ask for people if they want to 
chime in on our podcast. And Michelle is coming back in three, two, one. You know, I I didn't look at the timer. I didn't look at the timer, and all of a sudden, it was like poof, you were gone. Poof. Yeah. So anyway, really cold. He's surfing. Gets out of the water. I'm like, I'm freezing. He's like, I'll keep you warm. (laughs) I'm like, X. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. So that was. I don't, I don't know. You live at the beach, I guess, down here. You want to um, be sure you know your surfing terms <laughs> if, oh, you wanna, yeah, yeah, if you want to yeah. hang with a surfer. All right. Be honest about why your past relationships didn't work. Once you're in a relationship with someone, don't be shy about revealing why your past relationships didn't go the distance. While it's best not to be outright unkind about your ex, as we mentioned earlier, Revealing that you had different priorities in terms of your family or your career can help you and your new partner determine if you can see your relationship lasting. I really do think that probably why so many people are um, divorced or separated or whatever in their 50s on up is because they just see like, yeah, you know what? My clock's ticking. Um, I'm on the other side of that hill. I don't know if I'm if I'm looking at that guy across the table or that girl across the table, if that's really the person that is is going to be by my side and fulfill me for the rest of my life. Nice, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially if you're an empty nester. True, you know, empty nester, empty nester is important. You know, you're you're looking for you're looking for that person to complement your life, I think, at, at the age that we're at. Yeah. Not, you know, the whole, oh, my God, you complete me. You know, that's that's in the movies. It is. That's, in the, that's in the movies, you know. And, oh, yeah, that was Jerry Maguire, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. It's probably one of the few uh, movie lines that I actually remember. Oh, my God, you had me a hello. <laughs> Same guy. All right. I know. Go exactly. On, go on. Okay. Let's be honest about your past relationships didn't work. And then we're going to go listen to those gut instincts. If you've gotten a bad vibe from your date, don't brush it off. Those gut instincts are there to protect you. So if something feels off, don't feel bad about ending things. I think that's very important. Yeah. Uh, why, you- why continue on if you know it's not something that can turn into something later? I think the gut instincts is probably more relating to your feeling that the person you're with is being a little disingenuous in what they're telling you. Yeah, that, or you're just not vibing with them. Not vibing with them. Yeah. They're being a little disingenuous. You know, if you start, if the the hairs on the back of your neck start, start like, Hmm, maybe I should listen to my gut. And again, nine times out of 10, you listen to your gut, you're going to be better off. Right. Or the biggest thing I think too is, can you accept the other person as they are without thinking that you're going to change them? The fact that people in their 40s and 50s think they can change another human being. Not happening. Not happening. Once Once you're at the age that we're at, people are kind of locked in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
the biggest thing that I was looking for, and I look for it in people's profile. And yeah, it's going to sound kind of dorky. I go, but I wanted to see the word kindness somewhere in their profile. Hmm. You know, that to me at this age in my life is very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And, And so, you know, it's like, as long as I knew that the person was kind, kind natured, it's like, you know, we could build off of that. Yeah. So, cool. okay. So don't assume that younger or older people who are interested in you have an agenda. Well, might seem strange at first to have someone 20 years or junior or senior ask you out. Don't assume that they have ulterior motives in doing so. They do have ulterior motives. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to stop this Eric, one right here. Eric, just because you've never agree. dated outside your age range before doesn't mean that every younger person who wants to be with you is after your money. Most of them are. Nor does it mean that someone older has a problem dating people their own age. Um, All right. I I don't know. I'm I'm going to I'm going to say that not in all instances this is true because my one of my best friends dating is married to someone 20 years her senior and they have an an amazing relationship. So So she's in her online. So she's in her 50s and he's in his 70s? Yeah. Yep, 20 years. And he is not 20 years older than her. I mean, on paper he is, but he doesn't act it. That's different. Yeah. That's different. I mean, there's times where I would get, you know, a message from someone who was six or seven years younger than me. But, man, you couldn't tell by the pictures or by what they, you know, the way they were acting or or carrying themselves. Yeah. Um, Now, I think if somebody is 25 and the person is 45, especially if it's a guy being the younger one, no offense, but let's all agree that a 25-year-old girl in most cases is probably a little more mature than a 25-year-old guy. True. At least that's what, that's what all the psychology says. That One, one of my wisest friends said, be careful if... They might be looking for either a nurse or a purse. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if they're 20 years older, they might be looking for you to take care of them. If they're 20 years younger, you know, they're going to want to see how big big that wallet is. Yeah. How many bennies are you whipping out? All right. Exactly. Just because you're over 50 doesn't mean you can throw caution to the wind when it comes to your sexual health. While getting pregnant might not be as much of a concern as it was when you were younger. That doesn't mean it's not possible and all the STIs that were around when you were dating in your teens and 20s are still around too. So make sure you're using protection if you choose to get intimate. Wait, since when did they change it to an STI from an STD? I don't know. That, that, uh, uh, more or less the same I don't thing. even know what that stands for. But listen, you know the... It's, uh, um, it's, it's Instead of disease, it's infection. Oh, there you go. Um, so... You know the the villages in Florida. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rumor, rumor has it there's a lot of that going on down there. Well, uh, our friend our friend Rachel, who she she 
she said, yeah, it's, it's, it's prevalent in the older communities. She's kind a nurse. And, well, no, uh, I, I brought up the story. I'll bring it up real quickly. I taught a class at the Jocelyn Senior Center one time, a computer class. And the ratio of women to men was about for every, it was like eight to two. It's like eight women for every two guys. Oh, yeah. Because I believe that. women live longer than men. Live longer. Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. I think that's why one of the reasons I never had an issue with dating someone older than me, because uh-huh. the, the statistics say that, you know, men, men just flat out don't last as long as women. So I never that's saw funny. an issue with it. All but, right. Let's get, let's get the next two off the, off the table or on the table. Don't here, assume that marriage gonna... and kids are off the table. Even if you haven't gotten married at kids by 50, there's no reason to rule them out. The person who wrote this is insane. Uh, there are plenty of couples who tie the knot and have kids later in life. If those are important to you, don't be shy about making that known when you start yeah, getting serious. no freaking way at 50 I'd be wanting to have a kid as a woman. Now, guys, No, the only way that, that this works, the only way that this works is if the woman is going to go through IVF. Right. You know, uh, which is out of pocket most of the time. Um, if it's a 50-year-old guy and a 40-year-old woman, okay, that's more yeah. plausible. But a 50-year-old woman these days, yes, 50-year-old women do have children. But then you also have to take that in consideration. You're going to be already many years past your retirement yeah. when that no, kid thank is you. graduating high school. I'm so glad I had my kids younger. Yes. No way. You know. Okay. Allow yourself to have fun. That said, there's no reason to feel like your relationships have to be serious just because you're getting older. If you want to have a few casual flings or if you never see yourself getting married, that's more than fine. Just be honest about these things with the people you're dating. True. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I first started the online dating it was, it seemed to be more, the people I was meeting then, they wanted to seem to keep things more casual. Yeah. And that's one of those terms when I ever, if a website allows you to identify what kind of relationships you're interested in. Uh So long-term relationships, short-term relationships, you know, hookup, casual, I kind of see casual and hookup kind of in the same arena. Yeah. Hookup, I think, is more one and done. Casual, yeah. I, I see as more uh, someone you see every once SWB. in a while. SWB. Yes. Yeah, friends with benefits, you know. And I think that's the shocking thing for some people when they, when they get divorced later in life and say they're in yeah. their 50s. And the, there is this there is this thing out there where people just want to have friends with benefits. Yeah. Now I personally think that's a little on the shallow side. Uh-huh. But that's, that's me. Well, I guess if it works for both people and they're both in agreement, then that's their choice. No judgments. Um, but, like uh, I've said in the past, yeah. one person always gets attached. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so just like flipping really quickly through these other ones, the other one that sticks out to me is don't immediately introduce them to friends and family. Yeah, um, we'll go down there. And I agree with that. Mainly because, especially if you've got young, well, younger, uh, more younger kids, a sensitive kids to that. Yeah. Like, Oh, they're like, who's this? Oh, it's, you know, it's mommy's friend. (laughs) And then, you know, they stick around for a couple months and next thing you're gone. Cause they're not going to understand that, but probably for people that are our age, they're not going to have kids that are really that much younger. I think when they're yeah. older teenagers and 20-somethings, that's not quite as important. Yeah, I, um, I went out with someone uh, in my late 20s, and she was a nurse, and she had two boys. And that was, honestly, I think I stayed in the relationship longer than I should have because of those boys. Mm. Because I can see that. You were kind I, of attached to them. Oh, way attached and they were Very attached fun. to me because yeah. pops pops was he was kind of a loser dude you know and yeah he promised you know he promised hey i'll be there on saturday pick you up and take you to do this and, he'd and no show flake out you know yeah. and then you know this guy shows up and you know and they're like climbing on me like a little monkey and i was i got really attached to these kids and i was and i had always wanted children so the fact that she had two boys you know, and they were both pretty young, it, that that wasn't even seen as a negative. But yeah. then when it, it got to the point to where the ex was really contributing to trying to break us up, I mean, it was just, the crap he was doing was just, just, just rotten. You know, and yeah. basically he didn't want, he didn't want her dating. You know, he's like, okay, you, you, you raised my kids and but you know you're not allowed and, to and date. i'll go out and date <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go out and have fun but you, i don't want you dating anyone and he oh. did all this weird crap to break us up and he succeeded yeah and but then yeah. i i kind of hung in there a lot longer than i should have because of the kids yeah you know and the the fact remains if you're in your 50s most of the people you're going to meet their kids are going to be either in high school or they're going to be older. Yeah. You know, for the, for the most part, I mean, I do have some friends that had kids late in life. Wow. And and it's, boy, it's, it's different, you know, it's different, but yeah, I think be, be caught, be cautious at introducing to your friends and family um, just because you want that person to have a level of permanence in your life. Before yeah. you kind of take that step. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, how about this one? This one down here. Don't ditch your standards. Go ahead. Agreed. You read that one. 46. Hey, don't ditch your standards. Just because you're older doesn't mean you have to give up your standards when it comes to dating. You are still a catch. And people you go out with should be too. So that person who suggested you drop a few pounds, belittled your career, or acted like they're doing you a favor by dating you. You can just slink back off to whatever hole they crawled out of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Expand on that one. Um, Hey, how about the next one? Ask them out again if you had a good time. Even if you didn't make the first move, 
that doesn't mean you can't make the second one. So if you had a great time with someone, go ahead and drop. So when can I see you again into the conversation? I think that's even fine coming from a girl. Agreed. I mean, and if I do, if say we do have a good first date, I would usually ask that person out before that date even ended. Yeah. Like we had such a nice time tonight. Like, what are you doing on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, it kind of puts them on the spot, but if they're kind of vibing with you and feeling the same kind of connection, you know, I'd say most of the time they will be, they'll say, they'll say yes. Yeah, for sure. So, so get back in touch the day after your date. Playing games isn't cute at 20 and it's definitely not a good look at 50. If you had a good time on your date, let them know. There's no need to stick to that ancient three-day rule. That three-day rule, I don't even know where the hell that came from. I, don't, I never even heard of it. Well, so. yeah. you know, Maybe because you're it, the guy. That's a guy. Right. Thing. I mean, it was like, oh, don't let her know that you're too interested. You know, wait, wait three days before you call her. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, shoot that person a text the next day if you had a good time. Let's just, and just, well, you know, just and be then, cordial. Right. And then to piggyback on that, don't feel obligated to go on a second date if the first one didn't work out. Like, you don't have to feel, if you don't feel a connection, don't waste your time. Um, but there's, there's somebody out there that you can connect with. So Absolutely. I would agree with that one. No obligations. And that's kind of the easy thing about online dating, you know? What's that? It's just being like, yeah. Um, you know, if they ask you, if they ask you at the end of the date, if you'd like to see them again, which I think usually that happens. Now the drunk bill after the whole, uh, drunk experience, the drunken bag of beer experience. Did he ask you out again? Oh, heck no. Okay. He stumbled onto his beach cruiser and was, I don't even know. He might've asked me out, but I couldn't have understood his slurred words. Um, yeah, no. And and pretty much within probably before he woke up from his passed out state, <laughs> I had sent him a text message saying that how much I was triggered by his his uh, drunkenness and was experiencing PTSD. And I'm sorry that I can't hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, no. Have you not. ever have you ever told someone? Like, you just want to get the hell out of it. Have you ever told them a fib just so you can get the hell out of a date? Um, or, or you're in the middle of the date and going, oh, my God, I just got a text message. I have to go. I, I actually did meet some guy um, when I was with Terry Kessler. And he just asked me to dance. And it was one of those things where... You know how you just make eye contact with somebody? And it wasn't that kind of eye t- contact, but I think he got. Was, was the he giving you ser- serial killer eye contact? What was he doing? No, no, but he just looked, glanced back at me and smiled. And I'm like, oh, okay. I smiled back, but I guess he thought maybe that meant I was interested in him. Oh, so, so he, he, asked, did the, he did the walk. He started walking towards you. Oh, so he came up and asked me to dance. I'm like, sure, I'll dance with you. And then, then he asked me for my number, and I'm like, uh, what do I do? And stupid, naive me gives him my number. And, oh, no. um, and he texted me, I think the next day, cause the same band was going to be playing in Huntington. And, 
Oh that my is God, too I'm fun. Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what do you say when somebody asks you? I guess I don't know. Have girls ever? Do girls ask guys for numbers? I mean, sometimes, I, it's just yes. awkward. Yeah, or they'll, <clears throat> they'll they'll say, "How do I get in touch with you?" Yeah, yeah, that's you know. that's anyway. So I mean, that's it's just. Bold, I guess he I mean, got the. I guess he got the hint when I just didn't respond. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, anyway, you know, there, there, right. I just go back on that. I mean, there's times you can go out with someone and you can have, you can have fun and you can have a great first date, but you know that that person's not on the same path as you. Right. And it's okay to just say, you know, I had a fantastic time with you. You're a great person. We're not a fit. We just, we're yeah. not going to, we're I could foresee this lasting a month or two or three, but then we're we're going to diverge at some point. It's like I can already feel it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with us telling that person that. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just really nice to sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody and have a conversation and get to know uh, somebody new. I swear, I think I would be really good at being, um, <laughs> I'll call myself Mopra. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the so, best job ever. So you're going to be the white Oprah. People. You're going to be the yeah. white Oprah is what you're saying. Michelle, Michelle and Oprah, the Oprah. Well, the white, the white Oprah. I see. I can see that. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the journey. The most important thing to remember when you're dating over 50, it's best to be fun. So try to enjoy yourself. Each date, especially early on, should be focused on getting to know each other, having a good time. Enjoy each opportunity to go out, smile, laugh, and just have fun. And you know what? That's pretty much how I approach life in general now. I can't take anything too seriously. And, you know, life is short. So. Absolutely. YOLO. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And... We, we've gotten through, not, we didn't go over all 50, but we went through the most important ones. But yeah, I, think the, just... I think the most important thing when you're out there online dating is um, just be open, be honest, have fun. And you're going to meet some interesting people, Yeah, you know, interesting in a good way, but sometimes interesting in a humorous way. You know, it's like you, you haven't really done online dating unless you've had a few bad dates. Be open to all possibilities. Open to all possibilities. Absolutely. Like okay. I, I've said this in previous episodes, and I'm a firm believer in this, is that all online dating does for us is it opens doors for us that previously would never be available and I mean, sometimes it, you might want to slam those doors. Sometimes you might want to slam them shut. Well, it's 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 your choice whether you walk through that door or not. Absolutely. And that's and that's the big that's the big takeaway is you don't have to walk through every door that presents itself, and by doing so, sometimes it becomes it becomes a chore. Yeah. I mean, just even communicating with just a handful of people, it become you can burn out. You can burn out yeah. trying to do that, you know. And I don't know how people. I don't how, know how people do that and keep track of everybody. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. Spreadsheets. 
<laughs> so so, so you're, you're, you're recommending that people learn Excel and pivot tables in order to keep track of all their dates. I, I told my daughter and I told a friend of mine, I'm like, man, I, I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep track of all your boys. Not my spreadsheet. Oh, not your I didn't spreadsheet. Need a spreadsheet. Oh, okay. They was, needed spreadsheets. I was a little confused there. I was. I thought you were talking about you. No, no. I was just just that one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, okay, the weekend. Yeah, and it might Michelle, have been one weekend out here too. So it might have yeah, been. Yeah, Michelle weekends. went on her own speed dating adventure. Where she had four dates in forty-eight hours. Hey, knock them out, knock them that's, dead. That's still that's still impressive. It was impressive. That was a lot of eating out. So when I did it here, it was a lot of activity. Okay, that's good. So I got a lot of exercise. All well, right, kind, I'm going to tap what, out. So what kind of activities are we talking about? Uh, mostly hiking. Um, I think. One was a beach walk or a walk in a park. Okay, I good. Could, nobody, nobody took me up on the cycling. Yeah, the cycling is kind of a niche thing. It's, it's one of the things that I get is people ask me, do I have to ride a bike? I'm sorry, and I say, no, no, you don't. Well, you also can't really talk while you're riding a bike unless you're on beach cruisers. No, you can talk. Well, not if you're trying to crush yourself. <laughs> well, not if you're trying to bury the guy you're going out with. It's not to, about it's like trying that. to destroy him burying. on the bike. It's about burying yourself. Okay. In reality, right? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 had that before where someone goes on a bike ride and then they go, you know, I hope you're not going to be like my last boyfriend where you just drop me and leave me. And it's like, <laughs> uh, no, I, I kind of want to talk to you. <laughs> That's funny. Well. I'd say a lot of men do this, you know, when they go out riding with their girlfriends, it's, they just kind of dust them. And then it's like, it's kind of a dick move. A little bit. It's a, a little it's... bit. Unless, I mean, there are some cases where, you know, you just, you just, I, cause I get it. I'm like, yo, just go, just go, kill it, crush it. We'll catch up. Yeah, I, I, I see I see those guys on the bike trail and they're always like looking behind them. And the yeah. girlfriend obviously is not a cyclist and you know, she's lagging behind. And then when I usually catch up to the guy, I go, It would be in your best interest to go back there and ride with her. Just trust me on this. So funny. <laughs> you know, and did you hear and, that? Yeah. That's <laughs> gonna fall that under was? the that sounds like uh, Michelle is moving furniture. That's going to go up on the pole. That's going to go up on the pole this week. What is Michelle doing? <laughs> my God. That was another hint. Oh, my God. Like anyway, listen, I got a, I got a jet. I have a, uh, a call. It's seven. So I'm just. If anyone gonna... is interested in coming on the line, Michelle will be dropping off. And I'll leave the line open for a few minutes if anyone wants to join me. And talk about some dating tips that, that they might dating, have. They can talk about dating tips or they can just talk about their own. Or anything. Pers personal. If Leticia's still on the line, we can, we, can, we can do a follow-up with Leticia. 
That's right. See how that booty call went. See how the booty call went. You have to listen. All right. So, so my goal is for this week, I'm going to be starting my podcast. It was supposed to happen last week, but um, why don't you Audie, why don't you take about a minute and talk about your podcast? Because I actually see that we have a lot of women listening, and that might be a very pertinent topic uh, right now. Well, especially given our on audience, yeah. So yes. um, just kind of my story. I went through a little bit of a a living hellish experience with um, my menopause, which is sometimes something that people don't like to talk about. And, you know, really what I try to um, coach my ladies to do is to, you know, figure out what kind of lifestyle factors they can change um, without having to go to medication first. Um, so dialing in nutrition and um, your fitness and, and how your body and what it needs changes during menopause um, and perimenopause. And if you can get a jump start on that in your 40s, you're going to be well ahead of the game when you actually do have to go through it. So what I wanted to talk about in my first episode is really, you know, what what are some of the things that women experience um, as they are approaching menopause, as they're going through menopause, and then what are some of the ways that you can make some changes to your lifestyles, to your lifestyle, um, to the, so that you can feel better and function better. And, um, yeah, so that's the first episode is what I'm going to touch base on is, um, really the menopause symptoms and, some of the lifestyle factors that you can um, adjust to help yourself out so you can feel better and really navigate that whole cycle because it can be super detrimental and no one woman is alike. So anyway, coming soon. Your podcast is going to be under your name, Michelle Mainville, correct? Main, Mainville. Get it Mainville. right. Get it right. Mainville. <laughs> As okay. in Chow Main. Chow Main. Now, do you know what day and time you're going to be uh, doing your podcast? Uh, most likely it's going to be Wednesdays at um, 4 p.m. PST um, and 7 p.m. EST. Um, I'm going to give that a shot. However, it may be different this week as I will be on the East coast. That's true. So, Oh, you're leaving this Wednesday. Yes. So I may just do a preempt and then, um, figure out what day works out best. Excellent. So let's look for Michelle Mainville for her podcast that is more related to nutrition, fitness, menopause. It's more of a women-specific podcast. And she's going to be trying to do that somewhere between 4 and 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. And if you listen to our podcast externally from Wisdom, our podcast is available. The What He Said, She Said podcast is available on all the podcast providers, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as, um, I think I think we're pretty much on all the podcast communities. So YouTube, you, 
uh, well, YouTube, YouTube, we do our, our crazy promos, but <laughs> <laughs> so, and we also do have a Facebook page under the, what he said, she said podcast. If you're interested in joining, which, you know, this has a little more information about who we are and tells who our about, guests might be, who our guests might be. And that might be a good spot for you also to do kind of a quick promo on your new podcast. Uh, cause it seems most of the people in our group, they're mostly women. So that yeah. would be a good place to kind of pre-promote it. Yeah. And also if anybody wants to come on and share, um, any experiences, they could always slide us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook and say, Hey, I want to join your show and we can, we can get you on there. Sounds good. You know, or they All can, right. they can, that sounds good. I'm going to let you go. And if yep, anyone's you interested, can, go ahead. You can also follow me on um, Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M as in Mary Fitness, all one, Coach Michelle and Fitness, and uh, Michelle Mainville on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's a public, both of them are public accounts. So come check out my content. And you can also, from my, my Facebook and Instagram, uh, find my uh, free private group. Uh, called Menopause Mastery, Fat Loss, and Fitness Tips. So Excellent. check it out. And, and on our normal podcast, a lot of times we run Michelle's promo uh, after the podcast is over. So that gives you a little more detailed information of how to get in touch with her. Sounds good. Thanks for the plug, and we'll see you it's, it's, it's almost next seven week. O'clock. It's almost 7 o'clock, so you got to yeah, no, get going. Yeah, two hours. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to open things up for a few minutes if anyone is interested in coming on. And it's been it's been an interesting journey with this podcast. I mean, we're at 13 episodes and we are so if anyone's interested in coming on as a guest, I'm going to leave the line open for a minute or so. If not, I want to thank everyone on the wisdom community. This is where Michelle and I had our start and we still mostly do our podcast through the wisdom app. Every once in a while, when we have uh, external guests, which we're going to have more of, we use the anchor application so that we can loop two and three other people in to the conversation. You know, the the nicety of wisdom is it is a one-on-one conversation when you have a guest. And for any of you out there who are thinking about starting a podcast here on wisdom, I say go for it. You know, the community itself is very supportive. It's a wonderful place to have a podcast that covers a wide variety of topics. And, you know, just give it a go and see if you have a little bit of the gift of gab to keep people engaged. And I want to wish everyone a nice night. And once again, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And have a good night. Hi, my name's Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. 
Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.